0: You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Well, the Olympics are over. I will say my favorite contest had to be the women's four by one hundred meter. No, four by four hundred. They ran around the track one time, 400 meters, 4 by 400 meter relay race. And, man, I tell you, it was my favorite because that's the one I saw. (laughs) Absolutely loved them. We got a lot of golds, a lot of gold medals there in uh, track and field. Uh, A lot of women helped out on that, of course. They came through. I I think one of the uh, surprise moments, which really wasn't available in any other Olympics, happened at this Olympics. And I'm really trying to find a photograph of it. And, you know, when you think of paying it forward, you think of, like, in line and, you know, get, to, get the coffee in the morning or uh, fast food line or something. You pay for somebody behind you. That's what you normally think about. But paying it forward can be a lot of different ways, like putting a medal on somebody else, right? Because it became very awkward, they just, they just had the medals in a in a tray and presented them to you and you had to take it yourself that was covid protocol there and you have flowers that you were given before that a bouquet of flowers which are very special and so now it becomes kind of awkward to take your medal and of course they always wear the medal around their neck and so what happens is one competitor sees another and realizes and helps them out and i thought that was pretty pretty cool Pretty cool moment right there. Something that has not had an opportunity that I know of to happen in any other Olympics. So that was kind of kind of neat right there. But there's so many things going on in the Olympics. I was telling somebody over the weekend, I said, there were sports that I didn't even know were sports. How can that even happen? I mean, I grew up on wide world of sports, the agony of defeat, the, the thrill of victory. Yes, the, the the human drama of athletic competition. I had no idea there was beach handball. I, sti- I still don't quite care. Waking up with a cup of joe.
1: You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for
0: the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Last day of the Olympics, yesterday or whenever, I mean, it was on TV or something. I guess saw a little bit of the Olympics. What was your favorite part of the Olympics? Now, uh, do you know where the Olympics were? Uh, uh, Tokyo. Yes. You get a shirt for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now i got to come up with a shirt. But uh, what, was the, uh, what was your personally favorite part of the Olympics? Maybe it was knitting. <laughs> you don't see knitting in the Olympics and a man. Those combinations. And that's what made it so unusual. He's a diver. His name is Tom Daly. And he's now famous for knitting, sitting in the stands with his mask on and knitting. And he's, uh, he's, he's hey, he's got a gold medal, so <laughs> he can knit whatever he wants, right? And he's been doing it for a while. He, uh, he put on Instagram, he said, it's, and, and as you know, if you're a knitter, crocheter, uh, I guess that's about it, um, and, and stitching. Right, cross stitching, whatever—it keep you sane th- through the. I mean, it can. It's one of the things that can keep you sane through the process. He said of training and competing for the Tokyo Olympics. A lot of things very unusual in this year's, of course. He even managed to create a Tokyo Olympic Games cardigan, and he's super proud of it. I wonder what he was working. I mean, I was like, is that a potholder or something? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'd be—I don't even know if I could get that out. But he said, when I got to Tokyo, I wanted to make something that would remind me of the Olympics to look back on in the future. Oh, I designed a pattern, he said, for the color work that would signify everything about these games. Whew, man, he, gets, Tom gets a, he gets a gold medal in knitting at the Olympics, maybe. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I've learned some things in the last, well, last year or so. And um, and I knew a little bit about the Greek culture. You know, we always have to learn about that. It's very important when you're reading Paul's letters to the churches uh, and Timothy. You know, you've got to understand the cities that they're living in, the culture that they lived in. And here was this, you know, steeped in Greek mythology with gods and stuff and, of course, you get familiar with that. Um, there was a temple of Diana or Artemis, the interchangeable names, by herself. You know, no counterpart or anything. And they taught that, uh, believe it or not, women or Eve, Eve was created before Adam. It's all Adam's fault for the fall. You don't need men. You don't, sure, don't want to have children. You know, you don't need to get married and all that. And that explains a lot about what Paul was instructing to the church at Corinth. You know, he was very concerned about these women from this temple coming in. You know, let's check out the new Jesus church over here. See what's going on over there. And they were kind of infiltrating with their teaching and things. And this is kind of infiltrated in society because it's something that uh, your enemy— your spiritual enemy surely does not want you to value your marriage, your home life, your children. He wants you to think, you know, home life, that doesn't matter. I'm just wasting my What am I doing picking up after everybody? You know, doing all that laundry and everything, you know. And marriage isn't that great either, and kids are such a bother, you know. I mean, that's what he wants you to think. But you're doing a God service, doing that. You are worshiping God by doing what you're doing right there at home. See, he would like you to, your enemy would like you to think, oh, you know, one day I'm going to save up. I'm going to be a big missionary over, you know, and stuff. That would be great if that's what God wants you to do. But right now, you've got this right in front of you. And, of course, there's nothing your enemy would love for you to be grumpy, grumpy. Housekeeper, if that's what you are, or even going to work in your job, you know, my job, my job. What is that? What is needless things that I do, and all this is, you know, but it's God honoring. Absolutely. See, there's fruit. Coming out of you in whatever you do. So I just wanted to relate that, kind of learn that fresh over the weekend. That's what I learned over the weekend. Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) The Cup of Joe morning show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The sound of life. Monday mug day. So we're doing it now at 820, because this is like the August, you know, summer time thing here. And the Olympics uh, were on today in history. And I'd like to say kudos and recognize Allison Felix, who just completed one of the most fabulous medal-winning Olympics ever. She uh, became the most decorated U.S. track athlete in Olympic history. That's a pretty big deal. She picked up her 10th and 11th medals, a bronze in the 400-meter and a gold in the 4x400-meter relay. That one I did see. That probably athletic competition was my favorite. I was looking forward to that, um, and I did I got to see it. It's pretty amazing. I just love it because they just, when they take that baton, man, I mean, it's into the sixth gear. They are gone. They just leave that field. It's just impressive, amazing. But what's probably more impressive about Allison Felix, I don't know if you know this or not, She uh, said, the most important lesson that I have learned is to trust God in every circumstance. Every circumstance. Lots of times we go through different trials and following God's plan seems like it doesn't make any sense at all. God is always in control and he will never leave us. She said, I've learned that track doesn't define me. Isn't that interesting, somebody had picked up 11 medals, just set the record for track and field medals. Track doesn't define me, my faith defines me. I'm running because I have been blessed with a gift. <sighs> the sound of life. Did you hear about the beach ball going along? It's kind of cool. It's actually got a name. Not many beach balls have a name. In fact, maybe not any except this one, the roly poly oly, which kind of makes sense since it's, it's in Stoughton, Wisconsin. And, I, you know, the thing wasn't planned at all. It just got out of somebody's backyard. It's a huge beach ball, as you can imagine. I mean, we're not going to just be talking about any kind of little regular run-of-the-mill beach ball now, are we? No, it's giant. Errant inflatable, or is it? <laughs> so as people see it, they run inside and get a Sharpie, and they, you know, they sign their names to it, you know and then uh, let it go on let the wind take it on down the neighborhood that's what it's been doing it's amazing that something like that would get in the news so they even talking about making it an annual event reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life Oh, have I got something for you. It's amazing. And it's all about images and how simple images can make profound or simple acts, really. It was an image of an act that was caught. And it meant so much. And if you did not live through the AIDS, okay, bring up a poor subject right there. I mean, I really, that was a scary time, kids, if you weren't around in the 1980s, all right, with the AIDS. Now, AIDS was something that was spreading all around the world, a disease, disease, it would kill you if you got it. As far as we knew, everybody else that happened, we did not know how it spread. Think about it. There were nurses in hospitals. I know for a fact, I'm not picking on nurses or anything, but they would flip a coin to see who would go take care of the AIDS patients. Um, people just were just terrified. Okay. So as Monica LaRose pointed out, there can be an image that is so powerful because of who it is and what they're doing. It's a very famous photograph. She said, when I first looked at this photograph of the late Princess Diana of Wales, at first glance, it just looks like a mundane, smiling, warmly princess-shaking hand with an unidentified man. It's the photograph of the, st- it's the story, really, that makes it remarkable. It happened in April of 1987. She was visiting London Middlesex Hospital. She, we were as I, we were engulfed in the wave of panic uh, as the AIDS epidemic was going around the world, not knowing how the disease was spread. Um, okay People would be outcast, just like back in Jesus' day with leprosy. Absolutely, no two ways about it. It was exactly the same. A stunning moment when Princess Diana, with ungloved hands and a genuine smile, calmly shook an AIDS patient's hand that day. That image of respect and kindness would move the world to treat victims of the disease with similar mercy and compassion. Just that one picture. And it can remind you that sometimes we forget freely and generously offering the love of Jesus to others is worth it. John reminds us in the Bible and in early believers in Christ that to let love wither or die in the face of our fear is really to live in death, as he said. And to love freely and unafraid, filled and empowered with the Spirit's self-giving love, is to experience resurrection life in all its fullness. It's amazing, isn't it? I'll lay that on you. It was just uh, It meant a lot to me, so I thought I'd lay that on you as well, too. Father God of love, you are love, and to live in love is to live in you. We long to live with the kind of fearless, joyous love that you have in us. Fill us with your spirit and carry us ever deeper into your love until fear dissolves and your love flows freely through us. Amen. A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Today actually is the anniversary. I never really thought about it before, uh, but it is the 94th anniversary of the dedication of Mount Rushmore. President Calvin Coolidge did it, you know, and that's with all the faces and everything, uh, seriously, on there. And uh, Connie and and family, they were out there uh, recently for vacation. Connie, did you did you guys go out on the nose? The nose? <laughs> oh Mount
1: no no. Rushmore? No, I saw I saw the noses,
0: but I didn't go out. <laughs> uh Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Is that is that like it is in the movies? Is that what it looks like in what we always see in the movies?
1: It is. And there's a big well, we didn't see this, but if you get go to any YouTube videos you can see aerial views of it and there's this cut out area behind it, which I'm sure is how they kind of accessed from behind, but it's very interesting and the, the walk there's a walkway that's all through it and below where the um the faces are and everything and you can get a closer view and kind of see see up their nostrils and stuff.
0: Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped
1: drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing.
0: The sound of life. I don't know what's in the headlines today. I, well, I know a little bit about what's in the headlines, but I don't want to share them with you. No, I don't. I want to share what ought to be in the headlines, really. I got news of this late yesterday. You have an opportunity my friend, to meet baby Olivia. And this will be something that will blow your mind. It uh, reminded me of, when I say a few years ago, uh, some years ago, there was a video put out, which you, you can see pretty easily on YouTube, by a scientist, molecular scientist, I think. Uh, he lost me when he was talking, but he did a great job trying to explain his video that they did. He got hired by NASA to do visualization of molecular structures and as they reacted and came together and stuff. So they thought it would be fun to do a human being from conception to birth. And that's what he put together. And he describes it and is one of the most amazing spine-tingling things you will ever see. And he thought it was, too, because he said you cannot help but see the divinity in the creation of this child inside a mother. And it's, it is really pretty amazing. You can tell. I mean, when this man who's a scientist, who's way up here above you know, intellectually, and he's creating and he knows how molecules look when they do things. <laughs> he's creating this and it's absolutely incredible. This really replicates that. Now, I posted the link to the website on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. It's babyolivia.liveaction.org. Live Action is the group that is sponsoring this and put it together. And it is a, you have an opportunity to watch the video from a single celled human to a baby with a beating heart, brain waves, fingers and toes. Olivia shows the remarkable beauty of a unique life within the womb. It is medically accurate. Animated glimpse of human life from the moment of fertilization details the growth of her growth as she progresses from the developmental stage to the next in preparation for her continued life outside the womb. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Did you know that at, Ten weeks, ten weeks after conception, uh, the baby can grasp an object, touch her face, sigh, stretch out her mother's womb. Incredible. A lot of people asking questions about it, right? Uh, Is the video accurate? State-of-the-art animation reviewed and certified by leading OBGYNs, medical professionals. Okay? He's got, got them all listed right there. All the MDs lined up for you. How do we know life begins at fertilization? (laughs) <laughs> that answers that question right there. It's uh, it's an amazing, brave project that was just expertly done. You can share it with whoever you want. They make that very, very easy to do and talk about all about the baby stuff. All right. It's right there. Thanks to Live Action for that. I thought that I'd share that with you. Baby Olivia. Hello there. <laughs> that is really cool. Check it out. Check the click the link at the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. All right. The sound of life. Well, the ads are all over the place. I always thought it was, you know, I don't know why the rest of the country can't just catch up with the New York and maybe some other states in the Northeast around that just, you know, traditionally we started school, dude. <laughs> you know, after Labor Day. That's kind of the way it is. That's kind of the way we still do it. But uh, do we do back to school shopping when all the ads are out and all that kind of stuff, right there? Yes, Aaron. How's it How's it back to school thing looking for you? Quite
1: a bit. Like there's quite a bit I don't really want to think about right now. So a bit of it is me just putting it off until like, oh, I guess we'll we'll get there when we get there. But I also, because I homeschool, I also bought all my curriculum already because I just had to submit reports to the school district to tell them what we're doing. So I needed all that stuff at least a month ago to look through it and stuff like that. So, so I've already bought curriculum and we have, you know, anything else we need is already here at the house. So, homeschooling makes back to school shopping a little simpler, I think.
0: I guess so. So you guys don't need a new outfit, you know, to get everybody's picture taken before the first day of school.
1: No, and I do take pictures, but usually not with new clothes. Just things that maybe were my favorite from the summer or something like that.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. It's it's different. So how does your classroom stack up, you know, to the others?
1: Oh, I don't know. I think every homeschool family does it really differently. So last year I did do a little bit of like a classroom setup, but most of the time we just do our work in the kitchen.
0: Ooh, the yeah. the table
1: there is bigger than anywhere else, so that works really well for
0: us. So that means like if your children make your breakfast, uh, they get home at points?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I'm always thinking yep. about that.
1: Yeah, well, everything is homeschooling, so pretty much all the things we do toward
0: education. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I'm Joe, and uh, man, if I could, I'd talk like John Butler. I really would. He's uh, pretty amazing. He's an 84-year-old, and if you saw him coming, <laughs> riding his uh, grown-up tricycle, sporting a neatly cough- quaffed. His beard is really cool, and it's white, very white. And he wears his jaunty Oxford blue beret and matching gloves. And if you saw him coming down the road, this 84-year-old, you would say, that Dude is from Derbyshire, England. <laughs> and you would be correct. 84 years old. Um, and he must, I just love to see him writing. it. Got to hear him talk, though. That's his main thing. As part of his spiritual journey, he began recording inspirational messages in hopes of imparting the lessons he'd learned to others. Very good. He, his voice has been described as a, a voice like a warm glass of milk. It's kind of the way it is. And he has this rising tide of viewers struggling to decompress from the day-to-day anxiety brought on, of course, by the COVID pandemic right there. He's got a YouTube channel, currently 182,000 subscribers going up by the minute, I would imagine. He's all over the world. It all started in 2016. He was on a BBC interview. That'll do it right there. And uh, after it aired, he was actually singled out. By members of the Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, <laughs> I have no idea. The ASMR, Oh, the old ASMR. It's uh, a <laughs> he was he was sent, singled out as someone worthy of note, not just for what he said, but the manner in which he said it. That's the whole thing right there, right? Like Bob Rush, uh, Bob Ross. Except he, he doesn't have the. The paintbrush, but he's painting beautiful little scenery trees. It's a little snow over here, a little friendly snow in the trees, that kind of thing. He's always considered himself something of a misfit. Wow, he fits right in, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> Prior to going uh, to the video project, he says he'd never heard of YouTube, and I had a little working knowledge of the Internet. Good for you. But uh, John feels blessed to be able to provide a steadying influence For folks like you, doing their best to cope with modern day life, he said, so many people have this problem with an agitated mind. Yeah, they got a restless mind. It's true. Absolutely. Nailed it. Because one instinctively seeks for some sort of balance. People look for rest or peace, don't they? Mm. Of course, he would say it in his warm, milky kind of voice. Something in my voice conveys that restfulness, then thank God for that. I don't know quite how it happens, but I'm just quietly glad to be able to share what I love, right? Excellent! A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The sound of life. I'll tell you what's awesome is a photograph or a video of a policeman, police person, police officer. There you go. Sometimes I have to search for the right... Police in this case, it really is a police officer uh, doing a good deed, right? lady's working at the grocery store. She sees it, and she's like, wow, look at that, and snapped a photograph. Turned out uh, the officer is Officer Thomas, and Officer Thomas had encountered a homeless man walking in the rain without shoes, and she asked if he needed some, and she came back with shoes, and he was gone. She put him in the trunk of her car, hoping to see him again of course and she did she's at the she's at the grocery store and in, in the neighborhood and there he is and she just happens to go in has no idea you know somebody's going wow so thanks for the good news photograph right there taken, right? Uh, that's, 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 what do we say? Now that's what I'm talking yeah, about! Yeah, there we go. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, Lauren Daigle's on the way, right here, coming up. Big song for hers. And if you've been to one of her concerts, you probably heard her do a song that's really cool. It's called Trimble. She's never done it outside of the concert, so it's never in a recorded form that you could get it, until now. She released it this month. And so, all her I guess she's got two or three fans out on social media and stuff. Instagram kind of thing, you know. Uh, you know, she's got millions. They can uh, experience this. And I was watching the video, and I share it with you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. It is really cool. It's first class. It's as, as good as any performance on a stage and with anybody. It, it, it's, it's just amazing. And it's very personal with her because it describes her trembling in the presence of god that's what the song is all about i tremble lord in your presence pretty cool there so it's a twitter post i posted on twitter but i know you got facebook you're checking facebook any minute now so look for lauren daigle uh, and tremble you can't miss it on the cup of joe morning show facebook page a great way to start your day the cup of joe morning show is there anything cuter than an elementary-aged boy with a tie on, all dressed up? Maybe a suit. I'll answer that. No, there's nothing cuter than that. Not even cat videos. That's a, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's, it's really more kind of a handsome cuteness combined, which I don't even know what the word would be. But it's really cool. But I'm looking at a photograph of this class at an elementary school in South Carolina. Uh, it's the Gentleman's Club. They call it that. Boy, that teacher's a genius. And, and you talk about love. You talk about showing love in an amazing, powerful way to make grown men cry. Okay, here we go. He's, he wanted to help these, real, you know, they're little boys, really, you know. They're just getting ready to start growing up. They it'll happen quick. All these members in the gentleman's club, they have no dad. Okay. And so he's has them come and dress up. They learn to shake hands. They learn to make eye contact. He even has extra jackets and ties for boys who can't afford them. He's got them fixed up. They are gentlemen and they know that and they act like gentlemen. And it's one of the coolest things ever, isn't it? That's what I'm talking about. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. So I was listening to a pastor, very brave, pastor on the radio taking calls people asking questions and it was a very good question excellent and it may be on your mind this morning and it's probably on all our minds from time to time but he said you know are there are rewards in heaven equal he said in other words like suppose i'm a person that lives my whole life practically just as a as a sloth you know i'm no good and he went into all these details you know Uh, And I just do nothing for Christ. I'm an atheist and all this. But then, near the end of my life, I get saved. Compared to someone, and he said, like Billy Graham. He's led millions to Christ. Served God faithfully his whole life. And now he gets to heaven. Both of them are going to get the same reward? The answer is a simple yes. He said, this guy's like, what? You know, he said, "I, I don't understand that. You know? He says, well... Jesus did tell that parable about the farmer, right? He had the vineyard, and he hired, went out, hired some people to work in the morning. And then he went out later in the day, midday, say, and hired some more people. And then near the end of the day, he went out. They they worked an hour or two and hired them. And when they all lined up for their reward to get their pay, you know, the ones that worked an hour got a denarius. And the others are thinking, wow, we're going to make out, you know. Turns out they all got the same pay. They're like, what? You know, he told that because it's the same for everybody. And now, before you start, you know, we're thinking on the wrong lines here. Because, uh, you know, and I have to admit, as one radio announcer said, the the mansions and the streets of gold get played up probably uh, too much. Right? And people think, and then you think about, well, there's no pain. Jesus will wipe away every tear, right? and uh, you have new bodies. and you're thinking about things like that. We overlook the real reward, and that is to be with, intimately with our Savior. That's it. Everything else pales into comparison. I don't care how valuable, beautiful, whatever it is, and you think it is here, you know, the reward is to be. With your savior. So if you think about that, as Johnny Erickson Tata says, I'm going to look at, I'm just going to glance at my problems, but I'm going to gaze on my savior. Do that to The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter.
1: Have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight.
0: The sound of life. In the winter, it warms you, and in the summer, it cools you. Don't look at me and roll your eyes at me like that. You have a thermos, don't you? You always remember those. Three guys sitting on a beam high atop Manhattan, working on a building, taking a lunch break, discussing the greatest things in the world that ever happened. And, of course, the first one said, I think walking on the moon would have to be the greatest achievement of man. And right there, well, you know, not too bad. Second one's trying to think of something. You know, what's the here? B- the wheel? It's got to be the wheel. Well, yeah, I mean, at the time, it was, you know, kind of talk. The third guy, suddenly he goes, you know what it is, the greatest thing man's ever done. He said, it's the thermos. And they're like, what? they almost fell off the beam. What? Excuse me? He said, in the summertime, I put iced tea in there. I open it up at lunch. I still got ice. I got cold tea. It's amazing. But in January, I put hot coffee in there come out open it up at lunch there it is steaming hot coffee there it is it's a hot keep it cold all that you are going yeah does that make it the greatest thing man's ever achieved he said how does it know the sound of life just when you think there's very little humanity left here you've got a student giving the literally giving the clothes off his back to a complete stranger how did this happen well it's a uh, student didn't have a lot to give himself Actually, but he was moved to compassion. It was all about what was in his heart. His name is Jakabri, and he saw a guy on the side of the road. I mean, he did not look good at all. Um, And he's homeless, and he pulled over and talked a little bit about, and he literally took the shirt off his back and gave it to him. And then he took his shoes off, and he gives those to the homeless guy, too. What Jakabri didn't know was that it was being recorded. Mm Mm-hmm. What you don't know is everything's being recorded, okay? (laughs) Maybe not on a phone, but um, he said, I don't know this young man, but he deserves to go viral. The person that posted on TikTok got like 14 million comments on it. But the student said, here's the whole thing. As I was growing up, my mom always taught me there's a lot of people that are in need. Not everyone's blessed as I am. My mom always had clothes and shoes on my back, and I can definitely take that for granted. Anything can be done. In the blink of an eye. Isn't that amazing? The perspective is what is refreshing. Mom. Why is it always mom? teaching? right? My mom was the same way. The Bible says, it's a proverb in the Bible. It says, he who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. Ah, do you know that was in the Bible? He who oppresses the poor is driving by like I would do and praying for him and going, is that... Mm, give me something to think about today. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Remember one time watching a video of an uh, intersection in Los Angeles, cars just saying, there's normal day, normal cars, and, except for one. And it wasn't a car, really, it was a rocket. <laughs> Am I making that up? It was a rocket on wheels. Just sitting there, and it was funny to me because everybody else was oblivious. And the light changes, it's going down the road with the rest of the traffic. People are like, ah, yeah, it's one of those rocket cars. So I guess it's not a biggest surprise when there is a bear cub going down the aisles of the grocery store. Yep, it happened at Ralph's Grocery Store in Los Angeles. One woman who took a video, she's freaking out. She should have just videoed the bear. She put the camera, she did it for like two seconds. Then was filming her face covered by a face mask and just going on and on and getting a little vulgar and stuff, talking about, you know, ah, this is my store and all this stuff. Chase him out, you know. The, the police finally came and chased him out. There's a lot of people around here know about bears. I'm sure you got bear stories, don't you? Yeah. They've been in, your, been in the uh, little pool in the back there. They do that. And they come, they just make themselves at home get on your front porch, tear your bird feeder apart, just sit there and have a snack. That's what they were doing. And the bear was just looking around, I think. cub, Bear Cub, uh, you know, thankfully, there's no mom. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know what happened. All I know is the police came, chased the bear out the front door, and I guess you went next door to Walmart, I guess. As you can imagine, they... <laughs> They don't let us out much. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh,
1: you're a smooth talker. You are.
0: You are. The Sound of Life. Imagine catching a fish, right? Uh, And then you pull it in, and then you realize there's something very unusual about this fish. I'm telling you right now, would you, if you caught a fish that weighed, what's that thing, weighed nine pounds, you know, it's kind of an odd-looking fish, but it's okay. And then you... Its mouth opens up, and it's like looking in a human being's mouth. It has people teeth in the fish. I'm not making this up. Hashtag big teeth, big times. That's what he did it on Instagram. That actually happened. It was in North Carolina, which may make me, I'll never go back to <laughs> North Carolina. But where did he catch it? That's what I wanted to see. Oh, oh it's an ocean-going fish. He caught it at Nags Head. Okay. That's where all the fishing goes on. It's amazing. Typically found in coastal areas, including North Carolina, because that's where that was caught. right off uh, Nag's Head. It's a sheep's head fish, and it's known for that because of what it eats, an omnivorous diet, whatever that is. But uh, So that's the reason right there that I don't go in the ocean anymore. You're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job on one (laughs) of those excursion boats. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. So I came across some things that I thought I'd share with you because I just never would think of anything like that. Somebody one time must have been standing at the railing uh, they call it a gazebo, but he's looking out, and it's in Naples, not Florida. This is, the, you know, the old country there in Italy. And um, he's looking out, and maybe they were with a blind person. I don't know the circumstances behind it. But they had the idea, why don't we put on this metal railing braille that describes the scene that they, you know, that they, uh, people with them would be the scene. I don't know. I just thought it was really going out of your way to do something that that you have to think about. So you have to think about these things. The really cool thing that really is for people who do see, is on the walls of the Madrid metro system, subway, the entire novel of Don Quixote. You can read it while you wait. They probably figure, well, you know, people here, right? The same people, same time. The time doesn't matter, obviously. But same people every day coming to take the train. So while you wait, you can pick up where you left off. You know, you leave. you got to remember where you left off. You probably will. If you're taking the subway, yeah, you can do it. It's really cool. I just think it's really neat that they pick a classic piece of literature, I mean, of all the pieces of the literature out there, you know, to put up there, they picked uh, a fascinating piece of literature. There's uh, a lot to that story, of course. Parable, if you will, of Don Quixote. And uh, so I just thought that was... Kudos to whoever is in the municipality. Where? What city is it in? you got to be in Madrid, Spain. Okay, so kudos to whoever's there in a... In a and Gomer said, yes as I am. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't
1: imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for
0: all that you do. The sound of life. So, I just kind of want to know, taking a little road trip to Maine, what's uh, the essentials that you take along? Yes, sir. On a
1: road trip, going to Maine, one, the first thing, was, especially the heat wave, is water.
0: So mm. you
1: know, bottles of water. Okay? Okay. That's important because that's what we always bring with us. As a matter of fact, I'm heading to Rogers Rock, North N.L.A. George right now. Wow. <laughs> the other thing that I find is important, especially with my wife, some kind of power bar or something like that. You know? Something that you munch on on the way, if it's gluten-free it's gluten-free, if you need whatever you need. There's a third thing that I take, I know you only ask for two, because I'm old-fashioned. I have a football, and I take maps.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. That's probably not a bad idea nowadays.
1: Yeah, you, know, you lose the cell service. You got a map.
0: It's okay. Waking up with a cup of Joe.
1: You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the
0: entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show: The Sound of Life. i was thinking about the Cuban man who was visiting. Well, actually, no, he had moved. I guess um, with his uh, loved one. I think they. Yeah, I don't know what their status was, but they husband and wife. Okay. Um, and he was wearing a jacket. I think he was in Florida. You know, we wouldn't wear ever wear a jacket probably in Florida if you were a New York native. But eventually, you get used to it, I guess. But it was an incredible story because they got separated because of the pandemic. She was already in Florida or in the United States, and he was in Cuba. So finally, uh, within the last month or so, he got his passport. He was all ready to come to the united states all right so she went to go get him and she kind of clandestinely videoed the grocery store situation in cuba all right which really surprised me now she just showed the lines of people waiting for things and then she showed in the store shelves uh it's not really I mean it's kind of funny, but it's not funny because she said if they have anything, it's only one brand, they have a ton of it. I mean, they had some kind of like peppers. They you could they were in a pink can sized container. And but she said, you know, with stuff you don't really it's not essential stuff. So he moves. So she was really smart. She wanted to break him in slowly. To consumerism in the United States, so the first place they went to was an Aldi's. I thought that's perfect, and she she videoed it, of course, and and of course he's stunned. You know, even an Aldi's. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. You know, with and the thing that's amazing is all the fresh fruit and vegetables that are laid out wherever you go. You know, and so uh, he was there, and at one point. He he was really couldn't believe it, and and it's gonna be hard for me to even tell it because it kind of hit him because he's got family back in Cuba. You know they're there, and he's here, and he's now he's living the life, and he's thinking about them. They ended up going. I think the next week they went to um, Home Depot because that's one of the things he said in Cuba. It's like oh we if we only had a Home Depot. We could get two-by-fours or cement or whatever. They got no supplies. They went there, and, of course, that blows anybody's mind. I mean, any store, you know, Lowe's, Home Depot, it's, I still can't get used to that. She was breaking him in slow. The next week, they went to Safeway, great regular grocery store. And of course, he's just, you know. And she, at one point, said, I feel bad about videoing him. It's a very personal thing. And I thought, well, it's very instructing to us who take it for granted to see someone who does not take it for granted the cup of joe morning show with joe hunter you're as funny
1: as a cry for help
0: the sound of life the message said come at once we have struck a berg those are the first words that harold conum the wireless operator on the RMS Carpathia received from the sinking RMS Titanic, 1225 a.m., April 15, 1912. The Carpathia would be the first ship to the disaster scene. They did save 706 lives. They had a U.S. Senate hearing days later The Carpathia's captain, Arthur Rostron, testified, and I quote, the whole thing was absolutely providential. The wireless operator was in his cabin at the time, not on official business at all, but just simply listening as he was undressing in 10 minutes. Maybe he would have been to bed and we would not have heard the message. See, listening matters. <laughs> Psalm 85 in the Bible the sons of Korah urged attentive obedience when they wrote, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants but let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him. Woo, something. And one thing is, one of the sad notes on the Titanic was that there was another ship that was much closer, but its wireless operator had gone to bed. And had he heard the distress signal, maybe more lives would have been saved. But those were. So when we listen to God by obeying his teaching, He'll help us navigate even life's most troubled waters. Cool thoughts there from James Banks. Father God, help us to stay close to you in our thoughts, words, and actions. Use us as your servant to bring your hope to others. Amen.